Ladies and gentlemen, it is nine minutes shy of 11 o'clock at night. It is Thursday, May 13th. Your boy's lit. I'm about to light a cigar. It is both a tragic day and a very special occasion. Um, that's how I got to start looking at it. I lost my, I lost my mom. I would say grandmother, but I lost a mom. The mom. I usually start the podcast off, oh, you know, episode whatever is brought to you by whatever and ads and Patreons and this and that and all this bullshit. There is no uncut version of this on a platform that you have to pay for. There is no, uh, there's no brought to you buys. There's no ads. There's nothing. This is just, this is me. This is me. A couple drinks in. Uh, late at night on 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 the day of of a beautiful, perfect human being leaving this earth for a place that uh, finally suits her because we didn't deserve her. I don't think we ever did. Um, episode 66 is not brought to you by anybody. It's not, it's not brought to you by anybody. It's not sponsored by anybody. Episode 66 is dedicated to Ramona Luca. My name is Jimmy. Your boy is uh if you're not if you're not in, in for a sap fest and if you're not in for a sap fest and 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 just me me going off about how wonderful my grandmother is. I'm trying to fucking light this Monte Cristo right now. Oh, yeah. It's a Monte Cristo now. <laughs> Some rookies get a fucking come at me in the comments somewhere. If you're not trying to fucking hear me go off about my grandmother, then change the fucking channel. I mean, I've had a lot going on. I've had a lot going on. Um, and people who have been adding to my shit, life, you know, people, Things that I've been adding to my shit. And the sad part is, is it's been people who, uh, who know me and, and know what's happening. Um, the most important thing has been my grandmother. My grandmother's been sick for the last four years. It's fuck cancer all day. It's fuck cancer all day. It's been that way for years. I've, I've known so many people who lose loved ones to cancer. 
and it and it never makes sense. I'm sorry. I got I got to fucking light this cuz I'm clearly a rookie. That's it. My girl gave me the most ghetto fucking like ashtray in the world. I've known so many people who have lost. This podcast is not just dedicated to my grandmother, but it's dedicated to anybody who's lost somebody to cancer. It's dedicated to anybody who's lost a grandparent in the past year, whenever you've lost a grandparent. This shit sucks. My grandmother is not, and the and the irony, the crazy thing about this podcast is that I had notes. Let me just shut this shit down real quick. Let me fucking shut my laptop down. I had notes for this podcast. I had I had shit down about, you know, how people test us and how people test our character and push our character and push. They, they push and they push and they push. How people do things to test who we are as people. Who we are. Our characters. Who we choose to be. Who we, who we, were, who we were born as and who we chose to continue to be. And how no matter what, that never changes us as human beings. A lot of who I am comes from how my grandmother, who my grandmother was and who she raised me to be. And I'm sorry, I'm fucking smoking the cigar. That's why there's like so many pauses. You might hear tears. I mean, there's a million reasons why there's going to be Long, awkward pauses in this podcast. It's either beer, a cigar, or tears. I might as well add two things that are kind of masculine, right? There was, there was, there was things that were going to be talked about on this podcast that were relatable. Um, when it comes to friendships and relationships, uh... There were things that were going to be talked about on this podcast that were relatable to today's times, the usual shit, you know, fucking COVID and the vaccine and mass. Maybe I'll get to it. Maybe I won't. But for those who have been following me, I lost someone very, very special to me. I lost someone who, for... For uh, for lack of a better word, the Morgan Freeman of my life, the Morgan Morgan Freeman of all of our lives, someone who we never thought was ever gonna leave, someone who we thought would live forever, because you look at someone like Morgan Freeman. And you go, that, that dude's not going anywhere. He's the man. You look at my grandmother and you go, 
she's amazing. She's beautiful. She's so nice. She's great. She's not going anywhere anytime soon. She's going to live. She's going to live. Dude, when I was fucking eight, 10, 14, even fucking years ago when we first found out about the cancer, I didn't think my grandmother was going anywhere. I didn't think my grandmother was going anywhere. I thought she was going to live life until shit, man. No exaggeration until at least like 90 something. You know what? She lived. She lived uh, 73, I believe. Long years. Would I have wanted her to see more? Absolutely. But that wasn't God's plan. This podcast is called Take As Needed, right? It's a lot of comedy, a genre's comedy. The idea came from laughing at my pain, laughing at your pain, laughing at our pain together, because this is all relatable. We've all lost a grandmother. We've all lost somebody to cancer. We've all lost somebody, period. Let's not make it so specific. We've lost somebody unfairly. Someone who we look at and we're like, how? When did they deserve deserve that? When does anybody deserve to die? And uh, my grandmother is definitely one of those people. You know, I said this is this is the uncut. This is it. You guys want a fucking free trial? This is it. My grandmother was my therapy before therapy was cool. I mean, as a kid, I've talked about it before. I went through my first panic attack when I was 11, 12 maybe. That's pretty fucking young to have a panic attack. And it ain't no cute self-diagnosed shit. This was diagnosed by a... This was diagnosed by somebody. By a professional. I'm pretty sure that was the first diagnosed one. Before that, I was just having attacks that I had no idea. I would get uncomfortable in school... My, my heart would fucking pound like crazy. I was always uh, emotionally unstable, I guess. My heart pounding, fucking sweaty, cold hands, feeling like, you know, I was nervous about anything. And my grandmother in elementary school, my early, my early memories of my grandmother. My dad's going to watch this podcast and be like, you're a fucking rookie at smoking cigars. I think I didn't lick the, the tip, no homo. My first memories 
with my grandmother. Everything with my grandmother is therapeutic. So my first memories with her is is definitely, I mean, let's cut right to it, man. My, my mom's Dominican and my dad's Puerto Rican and Dominican. But he's got that little bit of, that half, not a little bit, that half Puerto Rican in him. So that's that's the ongoing joke. That's probably how I open all my, how I've opened all of my little stand-up events, right? Or whenever I do an open mic. My, my mom and dad's. My mom's Dominican and my dad's got Puerto Rican in them. So guess what? It didn't work out. That was bad. Young parents who it, it just didn't work. It, do, it happens. My, my, my daughter, my daughter's mother and I are not together. You know? Um, and... That was toxic to say the least. Not to put anybody on blast, but it was toxic. It was toxic, toxic to see. And then my dad was figuring out, still figuring out how to be a dad uh, <clears throat> through me. And nine eleven happened in New York. And and growing up in fucking Washington Heights in Harlem was rough. My grandmother made all of that so fucking easy. So easy. And that's what grandparents are for, right? That's, that's, that's what they're for. Everybody can relate to that. So I guess this, epi- this episode, we do still have relatable content. But she made all of that very, very easy. Super easy. I'm talking... Feeling like you're going to fucking have a heart attack at, at like 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 years old in school. And you're like, what the fuck's going on? You have no idea what's happening. All the kids are normal, and you're just the one freakazoid in class just going through it. You don't even know why. Until fucking years later when you see, th- when you see a therapist and they break you down to a science and they're like, oh, well, X, Y, and Z. This is why you have gone through everything you've gone through from an early age. Their side effects to what's been going on at home and in the streets and and airplanes flying through towers. My grandmother made it all go away. And there's no one like her. There is no one like her. I posted about my grandmother instantly. Instantly. I've been posting about her, and I posted about her. I made a post after she passed and tagged my mom, my, uh, my aunt, and my dad. And so many people, oh, your, your grandmother did this, your grandmother did that, such a nice lady messaging me. People she didn't even know. And that's something I get from her, right? She, one thing that I get from my grand, I, we, we all get a lot of things from my grandmother. The strong heart and spirit, I'd like to think, but I know heart. We'll see how strong my spirit is. I think both connect. But my grandmother had such a, a big, amazing heart that she was fucking cool with everybody. And if you talk to, you know, I have friends and they break balls. They break balls. I know that it's never 
If any of you guys are listening, I know you break balls. I know it's not serious, but they break balls, and they're like, yo, you're cool with everybody. I get that from my grandmother. She was a server, and in my mind, the boss at the iconic Tasty Deli in Washington Heights, a, a Washington Heights staple for breakfast and lunch, for the doctors and anybody who worked at New York Presbyterian Hospital, the official hospital of the New York Yankees, a.k.a. Los Cagaos, which my grandmother would call them because she watched the 90s Yankees run, and, and Los Cagaos, translated in English, is basically the team. <laughs> like, it translated in English, it's the team, the guys that shit themselves. She saw the 90s, and after that, they became choke artists. And you know what? She gave them tough love. We'd go to every fucking Yankee game, and that's why I'm decked out right now. What was I even fucking saying? This is hard. This is a hard podcast to do. I didn't want to do it, but then I thought, you know what? Before the funeral, before the arrangements, before I say my things over there, this is the place to do it because, guys, I honestly, this shit hurts to a point where I don't know when the next time I'm going to do this is. This shit's killing me so hard that I honestly have no idea when the next time I'm going to do this. And nobody reached out, nobody whatever. I just need time. I need time to heal. I need time to process. And there's a lot of things that I'm already accepting. There's a lot of steps I'm already taking in the process of grief. Because you guys know I'm a therapeutic nigga. I'm a big mental health nigga. And, I, and, I, and I've done so much research to better myself in so many different areas of my, eras of my life. And this is one of them. I know I'm going to get through it because I have my grandmother's blood and I have my grandmother's heart. My grandmother, let's call her Ma. Because I called her Ma because she was... In New York, aside from the trauma and the and and the and the and the unfortunate toxic stuff that happened from my mom and my dad separating, there is a a thing in New York where parents have to in New York you have to have fucking two jobs. You have to be a hustler. My mom worked fucking overtime, overnights during the day, all of that. My dad had two jobs always, fucking a nine to five in the barbershop all day. Guess where your boy was at? My grandmother's house. Ma. To a point where I was calling her Ma. I was there day and night, sleepovers, sleeping in the same bed as her, saying a prayer every night. Waking up in the morning to the fucking best banana pancakes in the world. And uh having her bring me to school, and calling her. Not even sometimes over anxiety attacks, just because I fucking missed her and I wanted her to pick me up. And I would rather chill with my with Ma than fucking learn. <laughs> than learn. I think where I was getting at before was the fact that there's people who have commented on my post that I don't even know. That I don't even know. Yo, uh, 
your grandmother was an amazing woman. She she brought food from Tasty Deli to my mom while she was having surgery at Columbia. That's who my grandmother was. Aside from being my grandmother, aside from being my mother, that's who she was. Somebody who was cool with everybody, and that's where I get it from. And I'll never fucking change. I'm a little different. My grandmother would never... uh, My grandmother would never sit there and cut anybody off. And I can't honestly say I've cut anybody off for good. I can't honestly say I've cut anybody off for good. I won't talk to people. I won't associate with people. But I'll always have love. If I see them, I'll never... But my grandmother's never had bad blood with anybody. My, my grandmother's always been too nice and too loving and too caring and has always had that heart and that spirit of, I just want to trust and love and, and care for and nurture that it is impossible for her to have bad blood with anybody, at least for that long. I've never actually, I've never seen her have bad blood with anybody. And I've, I've had black, bad blood with people, but I don't like it. it. It affects me. And I've always been frustrated with that heart that I have. And then I realize who I get it from. I went through a situation recently, uh, and I'm on some shit where I'm like, you know what, I don't give a fuck. Because if you're going to get that personal, if you're going to get that fucked up, if you're going to get that that fucked up, I'm good with it. But it affects me because that's not who I am. I don't cut people off. I don't, I don't say fuck you and look the other way. I don't say, you know what, go fuck yourself. Because I get that from my grandmother. I am different from my grandmother. There's nobody like her. If I sat here and said that we are all exactly like her, it's a lie. Because there's no one like her. We get things from her. <sighs> she was cool with everybody. She loved everybody. She had a lot of love to throw around. A lot of people had love for her in return. Even the people, uh, let's be real, this is uncut, right? This is the free trial. My mom, my mom and dad uh, separated, right? Even her, someone in her position. Oh, you know what? My ex-fucking husband's uh, mother, even her, who who probably could have serious, sat, that, sat there and be like, I'm good. Like, that's, she, he's, she's on, her, on his side. Even my mom couldn't not love her. She was, she was all about love and trust, nurturing, hospitality, caring for, loving too much. Because in her mind, that's all the world needed. And that's, that's, that's what I live by. 
I still, to this day, I, I've gotten fucked over so many times. And my grandmother got fucked over so many times. She's been walked over. I've seen it. I've heard about it. I've heard as kid, as a kid, family members be like, oh, you know what? Don't be so nice to this person. Oh, don't be so nice to this person. And her sitting back sometimes being like, yeah, you know what? You're right. But then, go to, you know, I would watch her go the other way on it. And still being nice to whoever fucked her over. Still being nice to whoever uh, walked all over her. That's kind of how I am. And I'm, I've always, you know, why am I like that? Fuck that. Fuck that. I should be more this. I should be more that. I know I'm, I am like my grandmother. And I'm, I'm fucking damn proud of it. I don't like not trusting. I think that's such a toxic way to live. And that's how I was raised. And if you disagree, that's completely fine. But I was raised by my grandmother to just love and trust. I enter relationships loving and trusting. Until you fuck me over. When you fuck me over, that's it. Then I don't trust. Fine. Whatever. I'm still going to, I'll still love you. I'll still have love for you. I'll still care for you. But I'll never, I'll probably, you know, then you broke that trust. And then at that point, I have my eyes open. I get that from Ramona Luca. This woman was not only a loving and trusting and and just addicting to be around person, but she was she was a fucking hard worker. And 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 it and it and it fucking didn't take any fucking energy out of her other than the energy that not for nothing it took her to walk around all day busting her ass at a New York staple diner you know what I mean diner slash I mean it was tasty but it was a fucking restaurant they had boar's head fucking all all these like cold cuts and shit and they had it, it was amazing it was amazing. Let me not shift the focus to Tasty Deli. Tasty Deli is goaded, but my grandmother is more goaded. And she busted her fucking ass for her kids. I used to hear stories of how she would wear beaters on top of beaters on top of beaters to provide for her kids, to give them the, the new fresh J's and the new this and the new that. When I, dude, when I was little, my, when I was, I remember my memory, I have like selective memory. I will remember shit from when I was like three or four years old. And I will remember shit from when I was three or four years old. Just specific shit. And one of those specific things is my aunt having her daughter, Miriam, shout out to Miriam. Having a Sega Genesis. That shit probably wasn't easy to have. Daughter New York. Rookie move. Your boy has to relight his cigar. It's all good. Not an easy thing to have in New York. There we go. Oh, shut the fuck up. My cat's horny. 
what else is new? So, she used to bust her ass, and it showed even as a grandparent. Every fucking week, it's like she knew. It's like she knew what me and my brother were going through, right? I won't get too personal, but we, she knew what we were going through, and she shielded us. It was her number one priority. She didn't stop being a mom. She kept being a mom. The stories we heard was she kept being a mom through us, and that's why I called her Ma. I had two Ma's as a child, and I'm fucking fortunate for that. I am grateful for that. I am blessed. And that's why this shit kills me so much. I didn't lose my grandmother. I lost a mother. Every fucking week. Or every month. Let's not exaggerate. At least every month. And let's look at how expensive these motherfuckers are. Every month. Lego catalog. Tell me what you want. Harry Potter. Star Wars. Soccer sets, basketball sets. Just let me know what you want from the Lego catalog. I got you. She shielded me from every, shielded us from every single thing we, that was happening in the background to a point where I literally didn't see it until I was old enough to really understand. To a point where my brother... So this day will tell you only because I'm a little bit older than him. Hey, I don't really know what went on. You know, I hear it from you. Then I remember a little bit because my grandmother shielded us from that because she it, she made it her priority. She made us her next kids. Spoiled us with with shit that we loved. With food, with. That was the biggest thing you talk to anybody. Oh, did you eat? You sure you ate? Are you sure? She would make fucking like 80 pounds of food in case like you in case the fucking person downstairs and upstairs didn't eat. There is no one like my grandmother. There has been no one like my grandmother. And you know what? She could have been fucking she could have she could have but she could have sinned, but it wasn't no evil shit. It wasn't no fucking, we all sin as human beings, right? We all sin as human beings. And I'm drunk and rambling, and that's fine. That's the best podcast. But she didn't do anything maliciously. She didn't do anything at all to me, in my eyes, to anybody. All she did was give and give and give and give. Not once did I see anybody lift a finger in that house or any house that she was in, even when she was sick. You know, this is truly somebody that if I thought to myself, you know what, this person's not, if I thought to myself about one person, you know, this person's going to live for the rest of her fucking life. Until until nineties, hundreds, it was her. It was Ramona fucking Luca. And I'm sorry for cursing if you're a family member listening, but I'm getting a little excited because she's that popping. 
I don't even know what to say. I mean, <laughs> this woman, man. I just when I when when we found even when we found out about the cancer, I was just like, she's gonna beat this shit and be fine. And when we first found out about it, technically she only had so long. And 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 then four years later, like, oh, you know what, she's still going. It was the, the casual. If you if you're a cancer survivor or you know somebody who was a cancer survivor, it was the you got can or or you know somebody who died from cancer, it was the they got cancer, they fought it, they got cancer again, they fought it again and got over it again. They got cancer again, it's back, it's bigger, it's badder, and it's just draining. So in a big way, yeah, you know, me and my dad talked about it today, we relate on it today, you know, like there's family members who are just devastated. We're all devastated. I'd be looking who I'm talking about. But... There's family members who are ultra devastated because they they were filled with hope every single time. I mean, my dad sat here and we were like, you know what? She's not suffering anymore. She was going to keep suffering. It's been years and years and years and years and years of suffering. And, and, and it's like, how long can they go through Losing their hair and, and pain and, and nausea and, and, and not being able to sleep from how much pain you're in and just so much shit that they don't even fucking deserve. And you just want the universe or God or whatever you believe in to just take it away. My grandmother fucking took me around. I'm bragging about her like she's a superstar because she is. My grandmother fucking took me around Washington Heights like I was her own. Because I was. Showed me the fuck off to the whole hood. Oh, look at my grandson. Look at my grandson. Look at my grandson. More people in that neighborhood knew me as Ramon Luca's grandson than Jimmy Luca's son. Hey, bro, shout out to Jimmy Luca. Grandmother, she's a fucking superhero, she's a rock star. My my daughter looks exactly like her, and we all do. We all do. And we all have a piece of her inside of us. We're all imperfect. No one is like her, but we all have a piece of her inside of us. And mine just happens to be that ultra loving any everybody. Loving everybody and, and giving love to everybody and not wanting bad blood with anybody. And trusting trusting my grandmother would let a murderer in her house 
My grandmother would let a murderer in her house. Yo, block that she lived on, by the way, full of hustlers. Let's just throw that out there. And I love them niggas. I'm, I would imagine a lot. I'm going to have unique listeners on this. A lot of hustlers on the block. Shout out to all of them because I know they wouldn't let a damn thing happen to my grandmother during their time. Fed all of them. Always asked them how they were doing. Prayed for all of them. My grandmother would have fucking hour-long prayers every single night. Hour-long. Sometimes more. Because she prayed and loved so many people. And this is what the fuck she goes through. This is the type of shit that tests faith. This is the type of shit that tests faith. And like I said in my Instagram post, it did the opposite. It did the exact opposite. If anything, in the last couple years, I've never stopped believing in God. It was just always, you know, do I or do I not? I don't know what I believe in. I believe in a God. I believe in the universe. Blah, 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 blah. I've always believed in God. My grandmother always made sure of that. In a God. Because my grandmother never judged. My grandmother saw me go through so many phases of my life. So many fucking phases of my life. And never judged not one of them. Never judged one single face. This is a Christian woman. This is a Puerto Rican-born Christian woman. Hardcore woman of faith. And when I say hardcore, I'm not talking about the fucking hardcore fucks that I roast on this podcast who are so hardcore and they have to judge gays and this and that or whatever. My grandmother was non-judgmental. My grandmother was a loving fucking believer in God. I wouldn't even call her a Christian because Christians are known for shit like fucking hating gays and voting a certain party because that's what they do. No, my grandmother was a woman of faith. That's what I'm going to call her. Because she never judged anybody. She never judged anybody. She loved everybody no matter what, and she loved God just as much or even more. And she prayed for everybody. She loved everybody no matter what. If I pulled up with fucking black nail polish on Halloween because I wanted to be Jeff Hardy from fucking WWE back in the day, nothing. If I pulled up and and, and had a kid, mad tattoos, nothing. I was still her Rey Grande. In, uh, in, in English, that means her big king. And how ironic, because she's the, she's the one who's royalty. She's the queen. But my, me and my brother were Rey Grande and, and Rey Chiquito. This shit's getting to me, man. Because I'm 
crack open another one. She deserves this and you guys deserve this, man, because honestly, take as needed. It's it's realistically just me being open. That's what it's always been. It's been comedy, but it's always been just whether it's comedy or not comedy, it's always been me being open. Fucking anything. And right now it's about my grandmother. And right now it's about death and loss, grief, any type of any any type of grief. You could be going through a breakup. Turn this shit on. I'm not going to fucking compare. Grief is grief. In the last couple years, I'm not going to sit here. In the last... 27 now. In the last decade, <clears throat> which is like a year shy. I'm 27 now. 17. Which is like a year shy of when I stopped going to church. Because of my grandmother, probably went to church every single week. Didn't like it. Unless she was unless she was on a microphone. Unless I was downstairs in the youth in the youth program with my aunt and uncle. Didn't like it. Wasn't a fan. I just didn't like what they were spinning. And my grandmother and my aunt, they got the big, they got the bigger picture because they weren't so by the book. I always felt like they were more spiritually there than the people who were just following whatever this religion told them to, to do and go by. I'm not going to sit here and say I, I uh, you know, I wasn't religious. I might have lost some faith. My grandmother, a woman who always made sure that I had faith, did just that in her last week on this earth. Let me tell you, Tuesday morning when I got the call from my aunt, bye, bye, you need to come now. Please, you need to come now. Sobbing on the phone. You need to come and I'm like, you know what? I've been I've gotten these calls about grandma being in the hospital. And this one's different. This is different. No one's they never told me to come ASAP. So I go. And the and she tells me it's end of life. They told her it's end of life. My whole ride over there, anxiety fucking bugging. On I-95. And then whatever fucking second highway that I took that led to the Tappan Zee Bridge. Rookie. As if I didn't grow up over there. Anxiety bugging. I really, really, oh, fuck, I hope I can say bye. I need to say bye. That's, that's my bread and butter. Oh, man. And I get there. As if it wasn't enough that this woman fought for four years. I get there. She's still fighting. I'm like, yes, I can say bye. I get there. There's bullshit happening with the hospital. I'm not really going to get into that because I'm not going to let that ruin my moment with my grandmother. I get there. I go up. I sneak up because I have to. That's, that's as far as I'll go with the situation. 
and I and I get in there, and she's just not her. <clears throat> she's out of it. And I look at her, and I tell her. I hold her hand. Doctors are busting balls in the background. Hey, you shouldn't be in here. Did somebody sneak in here? Is it you? I'm like, I need a minute. Fuck Inglewood Hospital, dude. Fuck Inglewood Hospital. The fucking, the rude doctors, the rude nurses, there were some nice ones. There were some nice ones. Whichever ones that were like, you know what, they can come in, whatever. And then the fucking, fuck the people over them who were like, oh, you know what, no, they can't go in. The CDC announced today that if you're fucking vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. So go fuck yourself. Cocksuckers. Get the fuck out of here. Fuck. But I got my fucking extra. I, 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 I told them I got I need a minute. I fucking took 10. I took 10. And I held my grandmother's my grandmother's hand and I told her, You are a you have been a tremendous grandmother. You have been a tremendous mother. You have been a tremendous mother. I repeated it. And I told her, you have been a tremendous mother to all of us. You've helped me personally through so much. You've shielded me from so much. There are so many fucking memories, positive memories to live by, to live through, to relive. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. But you get the picture. Because of you. I love you. Stop fighting. You're good. You did your part. Now it's time for you to get the peace that you deserve. And she looks in my eyes. Not there at all, but she looks in my eyes and she tears up. She moans, I love you. She moans, I love my teapot, which is Alexandria. And then she throws her arms up. Someone who doesn't have the strength to do anything. Someone who... uh for all intensive purposes, this is not there. That just takes the fucking little energy she has to throw her hands up to give me a hug. And I once again felt like the fucking four or five-year-old kid in, in Washington Heights who she was just bringing around all over the place. That at 40-something, she took the energy she had as a 40-something-year-old and walked me from 167th to 181st and back to just, she wasn't doing shit. She wasn't doing shit. 
She shopped. She shopped. But does she need to fucking strap an annoying little fuck like me, a four or five-year-old annoying little fuck like me? Because my daughter's just like me. Does she need to strap a fucking four or five-year-old annoying little fuck like me around with her to shop? No. She wanted to show me off from 168th Street to 180th. We didn't take no fucking trains, bro. We didn't take no fucking trains. We didn't take no buses. We walked all over the place. Because my grandmother wanted to show me off. When I had my daughter, my grandmother fucking walked through Tasty Deli, a place that she's been retired from for years. Look at my granddaughter. Guys, I'm sorry. It's been fucking 48 minutes. But I'm not sorry. Because this is who I am. This is this is this is how much I love. This is who I get my love from. This is if you want to get to know me, fucking sixty six episodes deep. If you want to know where I come from, I get my fucking laughs and comedy from her. Oh, buddy, do I get it from her? That's who I get it from. It trickles down from Ramona Luca. Everything you see on this podcast is from Ramona Luca. Yes, the guys bust the nut. But everything you see from the comedy to the love to the trust to being open, that is Ramona Luca. This podcast is Ramona Luca. I spent this whole week wondering and and questioning everything how fair this is, how it makes sense, how, how, how does this happen to somebody like that? I don't have the answers to that. It's fuck cancer. It's always been fuck cancer. All I know is she's been suffering for four years and now she's not. And I'm fucking happy with that. This type of stuff tests faith. What I went through with the hospital, if you follow my stories, that that tests faith. You know what restores faith? My grandmother taking the little energy she has to fucking give me a hug. Taking the little energy she has to tell me she loves me. Taking the little energy she has to tell me that she loves my daughter. Taking the little energy she has to look me in the eye and shed a tear when she when she hears me tell her how amazing of a fucking woman she was. And how much easier she made my life as a child who was who was going through so much. And you know what else restores faith? On uh, May 13th, on May 13th, on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, on the third day, driving back, thinking to myself, why are you hanging on? Not what are you fighting for, because she had so much to fight for, so many beautiful kids, so many beautiful grandkids. Beautiful great-grandchild who looks exactly like her, by the way. 
one of the reasons why I love Alexandria so much. You know, I think so much and I talk so much on this podcast about death and the afterlife and, you know, what comes after and what's what's out there. What is the great beyond? And if there even is one, because I'm so, you know, I'm such a believer in science, but I'm also such a believer in, in the spiritual aspect of life. And I talked to her and she comprehended me and she and she talked as much as as best as she could back, even if it was in wails or moans or whatever it was. And. Uh, man, dude. On May 13th, on, on today. Because I'll release this podcast tomorrow morning. And shout out to you if you've listened this long, man. <laughs> I love you. You must have gone through some shit. If you're still listening, you must have gone through some shit. And I love you. Automatically, I love you. I told you I have my grandmother's heart. I meant that. I love you if you're listening. I just love, period. And I get that from her. And that's not a thing that I'm fucking heated about ever again in my life. If I've ever loved you, I'll always love you. That's how my fucking grandmother lived life, and that's how I'm going to live life. That's how I'll always live life, whether I fucking sit here and hate it or not. To come back on May 13th, to to come back on the highway and, and just think to myself, why is she still fighting? Why is she still holding on? Please let go. You're good. I got a FaceTime call on the highway, on the George Washington Bridge. Jay, because my everybody in the family calls me that Jay. Talk to her. She she's up again, in and out of consciousness, just like nothing, because her soul, her spirit, her heart is that strong. Talk to her. She's up again. She she's not. Her eyes aren't open, but she's responding. She she's tearing up every time we talk to her with her eyes closed. And I tell her, Ma, I love you. Stop fighting. You've given us everything. Memories, love, care, everything. Everything in your body for fucking 73 years. And my and my and my girl told her she loved her, and my and my daughter told her she loved her. And that was it. And I spent three hours of that ride. I had to pull over halfway and say, I can't fucking drive anymore. Just having anxiety, panic attacks. Just thinking to myself, I can't get this call while I'm on the road because I I just I'm gonna bug out. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this is not any type of exaggeration on my daughter's life, the minute I step foot through my apartment doors, I get a call. Your grandmother went to heaven. Your grandmother just stopped breathing. 
and I couldn't help but think, man, like, I was on my way to fucking New Jersey thinking to myself, I can't not say bye to this woman. I can't be late. They just told her, they just told everybody, you know, it's end of life. And I I just need to be there to say bye before anything happens. And the whole time I'm there, she's fighting, she's fighting, she's fighting. And on my way back, her breathing is like super labored and 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 she should have gone already. And the minute I fucking step through the door, that's it. And I think in the same minute my dad got a call about some shit he was dealing with that he thought was gonna go south and, and it and miraculously went the other way. But the minute I walk through my doors, the minute I make it home and I sit down and I'm home safe, she takes her last breath. I believe in an afterlife. I believe in the great beyond. And because of my grandmother, I've always had faith. But today, the way this shit went down, the way I I freaked out on my way over here on 95, hoping that I didn't get the call, it was almost as if my grandmother waited for me to get home safely to say, all right, he's home safely. My entire aunt's house, which is her other grandkids, they're asleep. Everybody's good. I'll clock out now. It brings me back to being at school and calling her after calling my mom, after calling my dad. Don't you fucking call your grandmother because she's not going to pick you up. Don't you call your grandmother because she's not going to fucking pick you up. I call my grandmother. I got you, Poppy. I'll be over there. I was just cooking, but I got you. I'll drop it, and I'll come. Until her last breath, this woman made sure that everybody was good. And my aunt told me before I left, I was her first... out of the grandkids, and there was just, there was a bond between us, showing me off, buying me fucking VHS tapes every week off the fucking guy on the street who had them, and the same thing with the DVDs and the Legos every week, and and the McDonald's every Friday to play in the playpen. She had a love for me that I couldn't deny, that I couldn't unsee. to show me off and to bring me around and say, that's my fucking grandson. I'm one fucking lucky son of a bitch, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm not afraid to admit it.
This is a pretty sad boy podcast, but it's fine. We all got to get sad sometimes. And we all got to fucking turn that sadness into a beer and a cigar and say there's a lot to be happy about. And I'm fucking damn happy that Ramona Luca was my ma. Not my grandmother, ma. And now I have a guardian angel. Now I have my version of a force ghost. If you're a Star Wars fan, you get the reference. So what they pull up on you after they die and they're all lit up blue. It's a Star Wars version of a ghost. It's pretty fucking cool. My grandmother is that for me. To, to look out for me while she was in that bed, yes. But I believe also just out of her body at the same time. Because when this, when this shit happens, you think of that stuff. You think of death and you think of what happens after death. The shit that I experienced today in the past week is shit that I've only seen in movies. And, it, and it's not... And it's shit that I saw with my physical own eyes. And it's shit that it's it's not. It's not a coincidence. Ma, you restored my faith. If it was ever dead in any way, you restored it so much. And I love you for it. Just like I love you for every other beautiful thing you've ever done in life which is your whole entire life. I tip my Stella glass to you. Thank you for always reminding me that there's a reason to have faith. Thank you for carrying me even in the afterlife. Thank you for caring for all of us, even in the afterlife. Thank you for your love, your compassion, your hospitality, just how tremendous you are as human beings. Thank you for showing me how to live. Because as much as I sit here and, I, and I've said in the, over the past few years, recently in the past week with friendships, in the past few years were relationships. Why the fuck am I so nice? Why am I this? Why am I that? Now I sit here and say, and, and other times I've even said, this is who I am. I'm proud to be this way. I'd always rather just trust. I'd always rather just love. I'd always rather just care. Because at the end of the day, that's who you were, and you're fucking beautiful, beautiful for that. And if I could even be a 11% copy of how beautiful you were as a human being, I'll fucking take that, and I'll run with it. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 66. It's been a rough time. And I honestly don't know when I'm going to be doing this again. 
I'd like to think, maybe a week or two. But uh, the fact of the matter is, people need to grieve. People need to go through shit. And if there's anything my grandmother always taught me, it's okay to go through shit. And it's okay to take the L's. It's okay to take fucking days out of school. It's okay to not be such a fucking toughen up motherfucker sometimes. So I need to... uh, There's a lot of things I'm already accepting. There's a lot of things... There's a lot of steps I'm already taking. But the fact of the matter is I'm hurt. I feel like a, a piece of me died today. And uh, there's a lot of healing I need to do. There's a lot of time I need to spend with family. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things I need to do to make sense of everything. And and look at everything in, in a positive life, which I am in a positive light, but there's still work to be done and, uh, and I'll be back there. You know, I'm shooting for like a week or two, but I'll be back. Thank you guys for listening. Again, if you've ever lost somebody, if you've ever, if you, I won't even say if you've lost somebody to cancer, if you've lost somebody who didn't deserve to go, Nobody deserves to go. If you've lost a grandmother, grandparent, whatever. If you've lost somebody, this podcast is dedicated to you. Thank you for listening to the kind words, to the stories about my grandmother. And uh, I'll holla at y'all whenever I get back, man. (laughs) Until then, take it easy. Thank you for your support. Thank you for reaching out. Thank you for your prayers and your love. And uh, sooner or later, there will be more content. Your boy's coming back, and he's coming back strong. Rest in peace to my beautiful angel. The angel I've always had and the angel I'm I'm gonna have going forward <laughs> just in 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 a different light now. This has been episode sixty six of Take As Needed. I'll catch you guys on the flip. My name is Jimmy. <laughs>